Hi everyone, it's always a pleasure coming your way on Sprouting Amongst Thorns. I believe you have enjoyed the first section of There is a Feast Within Your Farming. On this second part, which is the concluding episode, I talk you through how being obedient to the word of God can lead you into your appointed place. How do you manifest yourself? How do you manifest the glory of God? How do you manifest the blessings of God upon your life in this appointed land? Come with me and let's discover together. Life is a journey and not a destination. And within this journey, there are designated destinations. Let me break it down. From the time a person is born till the person dies, it's a journey. Now, within this journey, there are little bits of journeys that makes life. Let me break it down a little bit more. So, we can say that from the time that you get to adulthood, and then decide to find someone to live your life with. From that time that you get that notion to find someone to live your life with until you find that person, that is a journey. So that is a journey from being an adult, from being single, from finding someone, going through the marriage ceremony and and getting settled in marriage. That is a journey. In your career, it is a journey. From the time that you you graduate from university or college and you decide to find a job, that is a journey into finding the right career. So that is also a journey. Parenting can also be termed as a journey. From the time that a woman conceives and the time that the baby is born, and from the first cry, from the first breastfeeding, until your baby grows into an adult and decide that I am grown enough, I am independent to leave home and live life on my own. Even parenting doesn't even stop. Well, that is another topic. That also can be termed as a journey in your parenting journey. So within life itself, there are different phases. There are different aspects of it, which I termed as a journey. So within it, within the long journey, there are different journeys. And within this little journeys, we have a destination. So let's go back a bit, back to where you find your um, ideal partner and you decide to settle. What that journey is leading you into is a destination called marriage. That is your destination. And from the time that you start schooling till you graduate, where everything that you have learned is taking you into is a destination called a career. So you find a job, you get into a company, and that is your destination. And parenting. From the time that you conceive a child, from the you conceive a child from giving birth and then feeding the baby, taking the baby through schooling, 
your parenting journey will also end when that baby when that child obviously a baby grows and then leave your home to be an adult that is your destination now we know that these little bits and pieces of journeys within our long journey all lead us into a destination but how do you know you were in the right place how do you know you found yourself in the right destination from the first episode of there is a feast within your famine we use the book of genesis chapter 26 and in the book of genesis chapter 26 we get to know how isaac was moving away from one place of farming into a place where he could sustain himself and his wife we get to know how god spoke to isaac to tell him that don't move although there is a famine there is scarcity there is no food to eat there is so much hardship do not move from where you are stay here because this is the place that i have ordained for you Isaac did not move because he heard from God. He didn't move because there was a word that came. What is God telling you now in your life? What has God said to you? You don't have to hear from a prophet. You don't have to see a vision. You don't have to dream. The fact that you are living your life according to the word that is written in the Bible the spoken word of God, the living word of God, you are living according to the words of God. All that I'm driving at is that it doesn't always have to be a word, a spoken word from a prophet to come and say that I heard God say, or a vision where you hear, you hear a voice talking to you or in a dream just as god spoke to i am joseph and mary no the word of god it is living it is sharper than any two-edged sword so the fact that you live your life according to the words in the bible you are living according to a word to a prophecy for isaac god appeared to him He appeared to him, he spoke to him, he reassured him. But for you, your word may not be God appearing to you and speaking to you. It may not be a prophet coming to you to give you a prophecy. It wouldn't come in a vision. It wouldn't come in a dream. But the fact that as a child of God, you are living a life according to what God has said and written in his word the bible you are walking and living according to what god has told you so that alone qualifies you to be living according to the word of god in a land that he himself has shown you so when you live in this land in this designated land in your dwelling place in your appointed place how does it feel how does god relate to you in that place now when we go back to the book of genesis chapter 26 the word of god says that god said to isaac when you dwell in this land i will be with you 
that makes us to know that when you are obedient to the voice of God and you dwell in the place that he has appointed for you, his presence does not leave you. His presence goes with you every step of the way. Now, the presence of God is so important in our lives. So much that Moses, when God sent him to go and redeem the Israelites, what Moses said to God was that if your presence is not going with me, then do not send me. It so happened again. When he was sending Moses, he said to him, Who am I that I should go in the presence of Pharaoh? That I should go into a land that I have run away from as a fugitive? And God said to him, One thing that will make you know that I am with you is that my presence will be with you every step of the way. So when you listen, when you are obedient to the word of God, his presence goes with you. He's with you everywhere that you go. And that is what Joseph experienced. The presence of God was with him. And now, the promises of God needs a location. It needs a time for its manifestation. The promises of God does not just happen anywhere. If God wants you to be at point A and you find yourself in point B, there is no way the promise of God upon your life is going to be manifested because you are in the wrong location. So the promises of God that he has for you upon your life, it needs a place and a time. So this is one thing that Isaac saw. And so he was obedient to the voice of God. And then he dwelt in the place that God has ordained him to be. Whilst Isaac was obedient and he listened to the voice of God, what we get to realize is that Isaac became very prosperous. Everything that Isaac did prospered. Genesis chapter 26 makes us to know that Isaac became very prosperous. He began to prosper until he became really prosperous. So when Isaac obeyed the voice of God, Isaac became very prosperous. Now, the word of God also says that when the presence of God was with Isaac and Isaac began to prosper, it just didn't come at once. Isaac began to work. There was a promise on the life of Isaac, but he didn't sit. He began to work. Which means that when the promises of God is upon your life, you need to go out to work. You need to go out there and put everything that you have learned, everything that you have acquired over the years, your experience, your knowledge, your skills, your network, where you are, your investment, everything about you needs to go into work. The promises of God is there. Yes, it is. But then manna is not going to fall from heaven. You have to go out there and begin to work. When you are in your appointed place, everything that you touch prospers. Isaac began to work. And listen, the blessings of God did not start coming because there was a promise. The blessings of God began to come into Isaac's life when he began to work. 
So when he began to work and the little that was coming, God was now multiplying the little that Isaac had. It was now becoming bigger. He was enlarging his coast. He became prosperous in livestock. He became prosperous. He had a lot of servants. So the things that you have, it wouldn't increase if you continue to sit. It increases when the little that you have, God sees your effort that you are doing and then he blesses your efforts. So God's promises requires work. Isaac sowed in that land and he reaped. He reaped and when he reaped, God blessed whatever that he has reaped. So one, you obey, Isaac obeyed. And two, he dwelt in the land that the Lord showed him and Isaac worked. Isaac worked and then he reaped. And when he reaped, the Lord began to bless him. So it is work, reap, and then the blessings. It is not the other way around. Prosperity comes after the blessings of God. Prosperity comes when God blesses the little that you have in your hand. When you show God the little that you have in your hand, that is when he begins to bless the little that you have. And now, when God blesses you, it comes with envy. The Philistines began to envy Isaac because Isaac worked, he reaped, he got blessed, and now he began to prosper more than they thought. And so they began to envy Isaac every step of the way. The blessings of God, the prosperity of God, it leaves a mark of envy. They envied his prosperity. They envied every blessing that was accompanying Isaac. But we shouldn't forget that the envy that the Philistines meted upon Isaac stopped him from working. But then there was something that Isaac also gave out. There was something that Isaac showed the Philistines. Isaac showed them the virtue of patience. The Philistines carried their envy into action. They stopped the wars which he had inherited from his father. But Isaac met their envy by patience. Which makes us to know that when he was persecuted in one place, he fled to another. He moved from one well to another well. They put sand in the well that he dug. That did not stop him. He did not contend with them. When they were meeting out envy, hatred, against him he showed them patience and that is one virtue that we are learning from isaac the virtue of forgiveness that when people wrong you because god has blessed you you don't throw back with envy you don't show them with anger you don't show them with bitterness you answer them with patience and you answer them with forgiveness there were challenges that Isaac faced. He dug the well and then they would drag him away. He didn't give up. He would dig the well, they would come and put sand in and Isaac did not give up. The Philistines now had become a thorn in the life of Isaac. When he was struggling, when he was digging, when he was sowing, they were nowhere. They only appeared when Isaac's prosperity had come and that is life 
People will not see your struggle. People will not see your sleepless nights. They wouldn't see the tears. They wouldn't see the work that you are putting in behind closed doors. They wouldn't see the days that you are fasting. They wouldn't know your sacrifices. They wouldn't know your giving. But then, when your success comes, people will always have a way to know how your success have come. And they will even come to share in the credits and your success in a place where they haven't even lifted a finger. And that is life. That should not make you give up. That should not make you go back and say that because everyone is talking about me, because my success is attracting people, I am stopping. No, Isaac did not stop. There was a thorn, there was a challenge. He was being contended, but he didn't stop. He kept on digging. Four times Isaac dug and he continued to dig him and his servants. And one thing that Isaac did that is worth emulating is that when Isaac dug the well of his father and they came to put in the sand, Isaac just did not stop there. He went on to dig other wells for himself which means that the inheritance that our fathers leave for us, the possessions that our mothers leave for us, it shouldn't be that we come to deplete them. They are there for us as a landmark. They are there for us as a motivation. But when we use them, we should also go on and then bring on new ones that the generation that is coming after us will also know what we have also put in place for them. Isaac was very active. Isaac was enterprising. Although there was a promise upon his life, he didn't go to sit because Isaac knew that his enterprise and his industry was under the blessings of God. It was hidden in the immense wealth of God. Isaac knew that he was blessed and then he just needed to push just a little bit and God was coming through for him. Isaac was a man who communicated with God. Isaac was a man who had a relationship with God. And so he knew the right places to ask God for strength. He knew the promise upon his life. So although the Philistines were coming in and they came in as a thorn, it was a challenge. And then he was contending with them. He didn't give up. He did not give up. And then one of the lessons that we also get to know is that prosperity is a real test of faith. Prosperity is a real test of faith as adversity. When you get prosperous, when God begins to, to prosper you and to make you succeed in all areas of your life, it's also a test of your faith against adversity, which means that prosperity wouldn't take your adversity away. Prosperity would not take your challenges away. Oh, actually, it is when you are prosperous, that is even when you start facing the biggest challenges. But for Isaac, he stood on his ground because he held onto a word that God has told him. And then he knew that he was on his promised land. So in, in the face of the challenges that he was facing, he still had hope and he knew that he was in a place that God wanted him to be. And now, one of the things that we also get to know is that the test of prosperity is more severe than that of adversity. 
when prosperity comes, it brings in a lot of tests. Sometimes when you are in places of adversity, when you are facing challenges, you will feel that, oh, this test is more than prosperity. No, prosperity also brings a lot of adversity and tests more than adversity itself. Now, we also get to know that peace has never been the choice of true believers. When you are a child of God, when you are a believer, when you are a born again Christian, oh my goodness, your peace will be tested. It doesn't come on a silver platter. But one thing that we get to know is that God says that when we go through the waters, he is with us. He is with us. So today, we want to use Isaac to be our example in our businesses, in our industries, in our entrepreneurial skills, in society, in peace loving, in our religion, in our communion with God and other people around us, in our families, that we should yield ourselves in consecration to God. We should yield ourselves in listening to the word of God. Isaac, he allowed God to direct him. Isaac allowed God to be exalted. Isaac encouraged himself in the Lord. Now we get to know that once Isaac began to be prosperous, it was getting bigger and it became really big. There was nothing that they could do about it. And we also get to know that some challenges that come into our lives we don't outgrow these challenges. You don't get immune to your enemies or your contenders. But then you have to strategize. You will have to find a way to stand against them. Because the person who is chasing you, your enemy, who is making everything that your life doesn't go on well, they never rest, they never stop. They never get tired. But then you will have to find a way to strategize yourself against them. You will have to find a way to say that, you know what? I know your plans. I know your ammunitions. I know your skills. I know your ways. And I have told myself, I have made up my mind that I will not let you come against me. Now, Isaac, he had really good servants around him. At the time of adversity, at the time when the Philistines were coming against him and they were filling the well with sand, these servants did not leave Isaac. Which makes us to know that in life, you need loyal people, loyal servants, people who will serve you, people who will cover your back, people who will cover your nakedness in your time of adversities. In the time of adversity for Isaac, even though he was struggling, even though they were putting sand in those wells, he would dig and he would still find water. Which makes us to know that even in your adversity, there is peace, there is water, there is prosperity, there is a flowing of water, there is something that you will discover in that bad situation that you are thinking about. In that bad situation that you think there is no way out of it. In your appointed place, you will find water even in places that you do not think about. In your appointed place, even when you dig, 
even when the world has been there for so long and water has been in in your appointed place you are destined to find water flowing from your well isaac kept moving they kept quarreling with him they kept contending with him but isaac kept moving until he got to his place and then he called it Rehoboth because now the Lord has made room for us. How long were the Philistines going to contend with Isaac? How long were they going to struggle with Isaac for? How long were they going to envy him? The envy of people, the contention of people, the adversities, the struggles, it can never override the blessings of God. They will contend, they will struggle with you, but in the end, the Lord will lead you to your place of peace. The Lord will lead you to the place that he has made for you. The Lord will lead you to your Rehoboth. God led Isaac to his Rehoboth. And in the end, Isaac could stand and say that, yes, they contended with me. Yes, there was a thorn. Yes, they envied me. But in the end, the Lord brought me to a place. He brought me to my Rehoboth. So when God takes you into your place, your dwelling place, you will find contenders. People will envy you for your success. You will struggle. It wouldn't come at the first instant. It wouldn't be the second. In the case of Isaac, it was the fourth. But no matter how long it takes, once you are in your appointed place, you will be prosperous. You will be successful. The Lord will enlarge your coast and you continue to prosper. God bless you for listening to this broadcast. And I do hope that this will strengthen you, that this will give you faith. And I hope that the example of Isaac will strengthen you. Whatever thorn that you are going through now, you will continue to dig because you will come to the realization that you are in your appointed place and that is the place for you to succeed. So no matter the challenges, no matter the envy, no matter the Philistines who are coming against you, you will not give up. The Lord himself will bring you loyal servants who will help you, stand by you day and night for you to dig, for you to find your well, for you to find your Rehoboth. Thank you for listening tonight and may God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sprouting Amongst Thorns. Now that you have discovered your appointed place, I know that you are going to reap. The Lord is going to bless what you reap and you are going to become very prosperous. God bless you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review. Keep well and keep safe.